Hello, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. <laughs> and hello to everyone. Um, <laughs> hello to everyone listening. My name is Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. We have been friends for over 15 years, and every single week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That's what we do every single week without fail. We never miss a week. And here we are. Here we are. How you doing? I'm doing very well. You know, I was very worried earlier today because I had zero stories. And luckily for me, two kind of stories happened to me today. Okay. So I will have some stories today. I don't know how good any of them are, but you know, uh, uh, how, how are you? I'm, I am dying. I am dying to know. It's time for Mike and Joe on the aisle. Last week, Mike Lawson went to go see the Phantom of the Opera oh, yeah, that's up right. there in the Bay Area, and we want to know what he thought of this production. Mike Lawson, you want to give us the, the tea on this uh, production of Phantom of the Opera? Hey, everyone. <laughs> you know what, Joey? I was underwhelmed. I was... Had you I seen Phantom of the Opera before? I almost wanted to sleep. I've never seen it um, on stage. Okay. I'm, I'm familiar with the story. I know the music, but mm-hmm. I've never seen it. And I, I, to be honest, wasn't expecting much. And it even was a little bit... I mean, so a podcaster that we kind of know is in it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, potentially he could hear this. And I think he was great, I should say. What role did he play? Um, the guy who, um, buys the theater. Oh. The count, count, Monsieur, no. Monsieur, f- wait, wait, there's the two, there's two managers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of those? Yeah. Okay. Do you know their names? Yeah, I, Monsieur Fermi and Monsieur Andre. Andre. He was Andre. Oh, okay, he was Andre. And he was great, and he's really talented. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I mean, in the off chance that he hears it, I don't think he listens to us. But if he does, I'm the criticism I have, I think, isn't even of it is no one on the cast. I think the cast was great. I think the set was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. How are I the just, effects? I, cool. They were okay. It's a stupid Kinda story. Kind of cheesy. Oh, really? Yeah. Kind of a little cheesy, yeah. But for the most part i enjoyed the, all the kind of technical stuff and the talent i just really get to think the story is dumb and the phantom is an asshole and oh, like yeah. Oh, yeah. i don't know it's just i think that's all flawed mm-hmm. that's all now who did you land up going with uh mario oh. it's a me interesting My roommate so you, mario you went with your roommate mario interesting i will um, i would love to dwell oh, yeah i want to delve into that in the after show well, don't I could tell you right here? Oh, you can. Okay, whisper it. Though, he so wasn't here. He wasn't my like first choice. <laughs> okay, I did tell him that though. Oh, like I kind of told him who well, went down the okay, list and here. But in the after show, how I got told, turned down and stuff. In the, in the after show, you would you got turned down. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Well, like I invited other people to. In the well, after what, show, what, what we did happened? talk a story. Yeah, that but what happened with that story? In the after show. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll get the update on that in the after show. But then. Um, Oh, okay, but then other people told you no. 
Did yeah. at what what level was the the sexy barista from Starbucks in this? All those. Oh, I didn't invite him. Oh, why not? I, I'm done with that, Joey. I told you, like, it, I mean, it's I'm just not finding myself interested. You know. Mm-hmm. I um, got yeah. plenty of other stuff to do. <laughs> Have the ticket sales picked up over at the Sam the Opera? I'm not going to talk about that. I would never discuss my company's business on a podcast, Joey. That is nothing I would discuss with you ever. I was just very curious because I don't know how, you know, I'm a, I'm a big phantom head. I don't know. Is that what they call them? I don't know if they have a name. Um, I thinking of musical theater and sense of music still playing. I'm going to see Hedwig up here pretty soon. Oh yeah. Where are um, Which. Like a small yes, shit theater. Yes, that's is, that's where Hedwig yep. needs to be. Yep, yep, he- yep. Hedwig I'm, needs to I'm be really in the small shit theater. It, I don't even know how they explain it when they're. I, well, I didn't see the the fancy ones, you know, in Broadway and stuff like that. Are with this? Uh, yeah. uh, who was that I guy did. from? Oh, you did. How do they explain it yeah. in the show? So they rewrote it a bit. So like, um, basically, they got this great deal on this large theater because. Uh, musical about the iraq war just closed after one night and so it's like the set of this like bizarre iraq war musical is behind us Mm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh that makes sense but was now was phantom of the opera one of your stories no not at all okay Uh, i don't actually don't have very many stories okay but we have to get get out of this bit though all right And that was Mike and Joe on the aisle. Uh, what's going on with you, Mike Lawson? Well, I wanted to tell you, uh, friend of the show, Sandra, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to call her that. She yeah. sent you and I an email. It was very nice she na- navigated over to catchinguppodcast.com, clicked on contact form or something like that. Mm-hmm. She figured it out. It's not hard to figure out, guys. Why do I have to explain it? Go do it. Write us an email. Tell us you listen. The Can I read one sentence from the email that she didn't give us permission to read on air? Sure. She told us that sometimes it is it being our show is so very hard or boring or overwhelming yeah. or underwhelming. Uh-huh. But I'm grateful to be able to tune in to the wonder of it all. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that sentence. I think it's wonderful because it's incredibly accurate and... Sometimes people email and they're like, you guys are always so funny. And then we have weeks like this where we dialed up and Joe's like, mm, in the last 10 minutes, I thought of something. To talk no, it's not, that's not what happened. I had zero stories going into. Let me tell you what the best story I had before today happened. The best story I had was at the Magic Castle swap meet. Okay, do you remember? God, it's probably a year and a half ago. It was in the news. But a magician killed himself inside the Magic Castle. Yeah, okay. totally. So the all the years that I've gone to the swap meet, that magician, his name is Daryl, had the mm-hmm. same spot in the Magic Castle swap, like the same table and the same spot for like, I'm going to tell you, 20 years, right? Okay. Yeah. Adam Delapena and I had that spot. Oh, no, got, it's haunted. I know. We got the haunted spot for the swap meet. That was, did that, you guys that, sell well? He did. I did only okay. I only made like 70 bucks. But you know what? Okay. 70 bucks for magic shit? Those are my old shitty magic tricks. It's pretty good. Thank you. That was the best story I had going into today. But let me tell you what happened. So I had, you know, group therapy today. And on the way, um, I had to get gas. Okay? 
Now, I don't know if I've ever talked about this in the show, but I have not been I have not had a cold or been sick in the year of 2018. That's me knocking on wood, okay? Mm-hmm. I credit this to my new strategy. I don't touch door handles or gas station pumps. So like when I go to the bathroom and I wash my hands, I'll use the same paper towel that I dried my hands to open the door and then I okay. throw it away as I uh, leave at the gas station. If I, well, there's a main strategy that I have. I'm going to talk about right now, but if I don't have that available, then I'll use my t-shirt to touch the <laughs> gas station pumps. Okay. okay. But generally what I do is I carry in my car with me rubber gloves. Joe, okay. really? Yes. This is completely serious. Okay. And I put on one rubber glove on my right hand, and I use that to touch all the buttons and to uh, to pick um, up the, the gas station pump and all that. And then once I'm done, I take it off and throw it in the trash. There's always a trash can right there, you know? Yeah. And then I drive away. That's, and that's the only germaphobic things I do, but I, I, I am convinced that it's door handles and gas station pumps are why people get sick. Imagine all the fucking people just fucking with their dirty, gross hands touching the gas pump. You think I need to touch that? Sure. Anyway. I got you. Okay. So anyway, so I go to the gas station pump, right? And as I'm about to touch it, I, I'm like literally like almost like a surgeon, like snapping the glove onto my right hand. This old lady peeks around the gas station pump and she goes, excuse me, can you help me? And I was like, oh, I wasn't thinking anything of it. And I walk over to her and she goes, so basically she shows me her hands and they're like, I don't know if she has like really, really, really bad arthritis, but her hands are both like curled up, you can tell, against her will, Mm -hmm. like like little claws. And she goes, can you, I can put the gas, I put the gas pump in, but can you set it so that it like pumps automatically? And I go, oh, yeah. Um, and then I take my hand and she sees the glove and she's like, oh. right? Like, just like you could tell, like, she's like, he's going to kill me. Mm-hmm. And I go, no, 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 no. I was trying to explain to her. And she goes, oh, I guess that's a good idea. But you can tell she was scared shitless that I had this glove on and was going to like, but I did. I, I, I set the pump for her and then I pumped my own gas and then threw the glove in the trash. Now, Mike Lawson, I have a question for you. Do you have any sort of weird neuroses or anything like that where you do like things like that where you like, um, you like wear a glove to pump gas? I want to say that the answer is yes, but as you started forming your question, I can't think of one. I feel like I have a lot of weird stuff like that, but um, maybe not. I mean, I mean, I have weird stuff, but maybe not around germs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That's uh, good. Anyway, what's going on with you? Um, wait, that's the story. Mike, that was literally <laughs> the most interesting. That's one of the most interesting things that happened to me this week. Yes. Um. Hey, Joe, have you ever been to the opera? Have you ever been to what? Like the real an opera? Oh, the real opera. Oh, don't get me started. Not if I can help it. Because when I was in college, John Paul dated this guy named Colum. Okay? Oh, oh I've I, heard stories about Colum. Oh, I have a story. I have a, I have a good... I have a, a... Let me write this down. I have a very good... Uh, well, no. I'll just tell it here. John Paul knows. <laughs> I was going to say, I have a great after show story. I'm like, oh, I'll just fucking tell it here. 
Anyway, John, Colin was John Paul's first boyfriend, and they dated for like two years in college. And yeah. Colin, but Colin was a little older. I think he was a senior when we were freshmen. This is my story, by the way. <laughs> I know, but I'm trying to stretch out the show. No, do it. I'm totally for it. I'm and, just kidding. And uh, this Colin was a voice major. He was an opera singer. Okay. Yeah. And it was a great party trick because he would show up to parties and sing for everybody. And they're like, oh, my God, you know. But Which is fine because he just – but then he sings – you know, when he sings at a party, he sings for a minute. You know? And you're like, oh, okay, great. Ha, ha, ha. My friend who, does, who sings opera. But then I would have to go to these operas. Like, they were so awful. These opera – opera is so boring, right? Mm-hmm. And you're mm-hmm. sitting there. And I, I remember I went to this one called The Merry Wives of Windsor. Uh-huh. And it was literally them going, the Merry Wives of Windsor, the Merry Wives of Windsor, the Merry Wives of Windsor. <laughs> like over and over again. And because in opera, yeah. they'll sing the same line over and over again for like 20 times. Super repetitive. Yeah, yeah. super repetitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, God, what a nightmare, right? So what I started doing, because he was in all these operas, and this is where I made up this trick, was because of Colm. I would go to, I would not go to the show. I would buy the ticket. Mm-hmm. But I would then go do something else. And then at the end of the show, show up with flowers and be like, oh, my God, you were so amazing, Colm. So amazing. Mm-hmm. And I never got caught. Ever, 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 ever. The scandalous story, just to get back to it, is um, we were in college. And John Paul and Colm dated for like two years. And um, right after they broke up, like maybe like three months after. Uh, Colin was like, oh, I want to hang out with you. I'm going to come see you at UC Irvine. And so he drove all the way down to Irvine from L.A. And we ended up, like, hooking up. Oh. Yeah. What's funny is... I don't think I knew that. Oh, you didn't know this story? I don't think so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I didn't connect the opera singer to that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We hooked up. And what's funny is... um, Hooked up is a perfect word because... Um, we just started making out big time, like making out like crazy, right? And getting yeah. like, hot and heavy and like rubbing and petting and it's going, we're going at it, right? And then all of a sudden he was just like, oh, I'm tired. Let's go to bed. And I was <gasps> like, what? And then I remembered, I remembered even then, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. John Paul used to tell me that um, Colin was a premature ejaculator. So do you think he came? Yes. No, I told John Paul, like, years later, I told John Paul that what happened, and he was like, uh-huh. oh, 100% he came. 100% oh. he came until he was over it. Yeah, because John Paul said, like, if you just even, like, brushed your hand against it, he would come. Oh, dang. Yeah. He was, a, like, John Paul said it made sex horrible, because it, it, it wouldn't last. That's, like, a, that's 30 seconds. Yeah. So, anyway. Anyway. So well, Joey. My coworker invited me. So uh, I have a coworker who um, is like way into opera, way into it. Mm-hmm. Like every other story we talk about is opera. And she was like, you know, I get these free tickets from time to time. If I get one and I don't have any, if my boyfriend can't go, mm-hmm. I'm totally inviting you. Mm-hmm. hope it's a good one. And she's like really been trying to get me into it. She also understands that I'm like, I think I won't understand it. I think it'll be boring, but I'm totally willing to try. Mm-hmm. So uh, on Saturday morning, she well, she kind of had been texting a few times, but on Saturday morning, she was like, hey, um, the 
my boyfriend got a last minute. Her bad boyfriend's like a magician. Musician. Well, there's She's a magician. Like, he, I got really excited. No musician, and he he got this like last minute gig. He's subbing for something, so he can't join me tonight at the opera. Do you want to come? Mm-hmm. So I immediately said yes because I feel like I'm kind of in this place in my life where I'm saying yes a lot, trying to say yes a lot more, even when like it's it was certainly a no because I had plans that night, and the plans were kind of like um, after I get home from my lunch uh, dinner or lunch with a friend, I'm gonna like watch netflix that's mm-hmm. a plan that's and it a plan was, yeah that's a, ther- that's a very serious plan it was a plan though and so i felt like kind of saying well, i already have plans or two last minute but i just said yes mm-hmm. and after i said yes joey she was like oh just so you know uh it may be black tie but you cannot wear black tie people are okay with that oh, but it's suggested yeah but you certainly need a coat and i'm like okay fine i already said yes and I mean, I have coats. It's not like I don't mm-hmm. have anything. I have ties. I just don't have like I'm not. I don't have a tuxedo. Mm-hmm. But so I get home, Joey. I'm sort of dumb because I forgot my body has changed drastically since the start of this year. Yeah, and I have certainly not bought a new suit since the, oh, the start yeah. of this year. Uh-huh. So I get home. I do. I know I have decent pants because i've gone on a couple job interviews so like dress clothes i'm like i have pieces Mm -hmm. i have a nice white shirt that fits me well Mm -hmm. like that's fine so i start to get ready but then when i pull out my sports coats joey basically narrowing it down to like things that don't look like i borrowed them from my like father Mm -hmm. um because i'm just like swimming in them i have a gray coat and a black coat they both fit off though they're like huge Mm -hmm. but i kind of go back and forth my roommate tries to help me and he pulls out like his um his coats and they're awful (laughs) because he wears them with like jeans and a t-shirt when he Mm -hmm. goes to like the bar do you know what i mean they're not like dressy coats Mm -hmm. they are they're blazers but whatever yeah so Anyway, I finally end up picking with the black one because the gray one makes it, I don't know, I'm just so anxious about all of this, how it's fitting, but also that people are going to be in their fucking top hats and I come in in this like big coat. I don't know. I just was super nervous, Mm -hmm. anxious about all of this. I ended up going black because gray felt too cheap. Mm -hmm. And anyway, I get there and my coworker is amazing. She goes to so many uh, of these performances that, we walk in and like immediately there's like people here saying hi to her, people there saying hi to her, the bartender knows her, the people, the ushers all say hi to her when we walk in. Like everyone just knows her. Mm-hmm. People, randos in the audience are like, hey, Gisela. Like everyone, oh shit, I didn't want to say her name and I tried hard to not to, but people were saying, hey, her name. Mm-hmm. And then um, we, so we get into the actual like theater. It's beautiful, by the way. Um, I've the opera house I've never been into until this time. And actually friend of the show, Tim, um, in Alaska, mm-hmm. he goes often, like when he comes to San Francisco, he makes a stop. So now I have something else to talk to him about. Yeah. But, um, what were the other we things you to talk to him about? Um, there's, there's a list. Okay. The, when I get to the theater, by the way, she gives me like a running tour. So, mm-hmm. She's like, let's go down to the basement. So we run to the basement. She shows me things. She knows this building top to bottom and gave me an amazing tour. But we were like 
running because she wanted to show me everything. It's crowded and all this, right? By the way, they have a buffet in the basement. Like you, what people? Yeah, people just show up early, and then they do this like buffet dinner. You could just like eat there. And I had never had any idea that all this was going on inside this building every night. It's kind of crazy. Wow, bunch of bunch of older what kind people. Of food was it? Very older crowd. What? What kind of food was it? I imagine like when it's old people, it's like beets. Like it was like yeah, sliced, it was. Sliced I didn't beets. really see it. I smelled it, and it smelled like the place where your mom and I worked together. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it really just smelled. I mean, it was buffet food, but the people down there eating it were like. Um, they, this was the latest meal they've ate this week at seven thirty. you know? Yeah. They're like, oh my gosh, it's like going to Denny's. Yeah. <laughs> it just was an older crowd. Yeah. Um, so by the way, my sports coat was fine. Mm-hmm. The fit was awful and that made me uncomfortable, but there were p- people in pretty shitty clothes. Like I was not that out of place. Mm-hmm. So that's good. But we're doing this running tour um we're kind of running stairs everything and as you know physical fitness and activity it does a great job at lowering your blood sugar regardless of if you want you want your blood sugar lowered so i guess i probably injected a little too much for like dinner or i think i ate less than i sort of thought i was going to when i was injecting i don't know but I had a little bit of extra insulin floating around me mm-hmm. and then we did this like running tour where we're doing stairs and stuff Mm-hmm. So you you can probably predict what's going to happen. But basically, we get into the theater, and then we have to, like, squeeze into our seats. We're in the middle of a row, oh, and there's, like, you wanted to kill her. 110-year-olds on both sides of us. Like, old, old people. There's no good way for us to get in. Like, we're going to have to inconvenience one of the this these groups. Mm-hmm. I forgot to tell you, too, by the way. She... There's more to talk. I'm going to tell that later. Actually, okay. tell she I'll tell in the after show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> by the way, we if you do you subscribe to Mixler.com/slash/dragrace? Oh yes, you, you do, Mike Lawson. Yeah, you get you, you if you if you subscribe to the show, you get notifications that this magic is happening on the air oh, cool. when it happens. So you can listen to these live if you do that, and yeah. it's free. Like it's free. it doesn't charge you anything, right? It's a free app. Mm-hmm. Free. M-I-X-L-R dot com slash Drag Race Recap. So we're recording live right now. We could talk about that later. But um, we squeeze in. We inconvenience these people. The guy on the end is like a really old man. And I feel he like stands that, up. That, and I feel that's like every single person in the opera is a very old man. Mm, there were like some like really gay sort of kind of folks. Like it was a very gay crowd too. And they were, you know, those were all ages. Yeah. Oh, so there's young people at the opera? Yeah, there are. Um, there was a young couple next to me. Like, uh, well, it was like the, I would say the one of them was like maybe 10 years older than me. And the other uh-huh. one was probably 10 years younger than me. Oh, really? So, yeah. You should, so have, you should have invited are, the Starbucks barista to the opera. I know. But you were the guest. And there the seats are super expensive. Like a cheap oh, yeah. seat is oh, yeah. pretty expensive. Yeah, yeah, they're super, super expensive. So I think that that kind of limits the crowd too. You're not seeing a bunch of young folks that are spending $200 to come to this. I would spend know? $200 to not go to it. <laughs> so we squeeze in. The guy on the end of the aisle, I said something like, um, 
um, do you mind if we squeeze by you real quick? And he's like, I don't think I have a choice. And I was like, ugh. <gasps> uh. <laughs> like, what is just an asshole thing to say? So we squeeze by him. I try hard to step on his toes, as we do. And we sit down in our seats. And Joey, not even in our seats, like five minutes. And I can tell my blood sugar's dropping. <gasps> oh, no. And so I have this, like, continuous glucose monitor thing so i can open up on my phone and see my blood sugar real fast Mm -hmm. and it's like already low and it's going lower (gasps) Um, i could tell you like it's gonna trend down so since i'm in like nice clothes i didn't bring all my like diabetes gear because i'm like packing light so that Mm -hmm. this have this huge um coat that i'm wearing isn't like weighed down with weird i don't know chunks of like diabetes gear Mm mm-hmm so I don't have any candy on me. I don't have anything that I would mm-hmm. normally bring. Mm-hmm. And I ask my friend, I was like, do you have anything like a candy? She's not carrying a purse, by the way. Oh, she's not? Um, no. She She's like, I'm like, do you have anything like a candy or anything that I can have? And she's like, no, I don't. And I'm like, I need to run to the bar. And she tells me that if you're not in in the theater they close the doors and they don't open them so you have to be in the theater when the show starts or else i would fake having a diabetes low blood sugar just to get out of the theater (laughs) so i basically exit the row i go the other way so i inconvenience different people this time Mm -hmm. and run to the bar luckily no one's at the bar because everyone knows this rule that like the bells are chimes are chiming out in the hallway they actually have real people chiming them too, mm-hmm. like walking around chiming. But oh, really? It's not, it's not like the the, the the lame ones you hear on the speaker in like a theater. Not not at this place. It's like people with triangles, and they're like ding 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 ding. And then I so I run to the bar. I get a a coke, pay for it, down it. Like, but I ran back to like the theater door, so like the usher saw me standing there downing it. Uh-huh. And she kind of she knew something was weird because she she said to me, "Are you okay?" Oh yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it was like just a bizarre scene, and then also with low blood sugar, I'm sweating a little. Yeah, yeah. So, whatever. But anyway, so she, I drink it, I squeeze back in. People are pissed again. Sit down, Joey. The opera I was seeing was called Devereaux, oh. and it's this. Are you familiar? No, it just sounds like a boring opera. It's a. It's an attempt. What's going on? But are you have opera music on? Yeah, you're at the opera. Oh, so it's called Devro, and it's this. Basically, the gist of it, real fast, is Queen Elizabeth. Ugh, I'm already, oh, I'm, I'm gone. I'm out. Wait, hold on. She loves this man, and then the man gets accused of treason, and then she has to decide if she's gonna put him to death or not put him to death. Oh god. And yeah, put me to death. So I looked it up. I was like concerned and prepared preparing for like really hating it yeah i have never been so captivated joey start to finish i'm not saying i love opera i i really freaking enjoyed this one like they're not even mic'd too like it was just amazing the talent the visuals of it was the set was really cool opera had the best sets i will say i'll give it i'll give opera that they have the best sets phenomenal and i think I think that the so the um, opera in San Francisco is a nonprofit, and so, so like a lot of people are like donating a lot of money. Yeah, not on purpose. And they 
it just was rolling. It was good. The production was amazing. The um, the main like diva in the show was like ah, incredible. Like really, really good. It was good. Um, I'm not saying I'm an opera fan, mm-hmm. but it was good. Well, thank you. This is what I have to say to this. This is me singing actually. Blood sugar's low. This is how people feel when uh, when our show is actually good. Joey, what's up with you? Do you have any other stories you wanted to share with me? Yeah, I just came from um, uh, group 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 therapy, and uh, I you know there's a privacy deal that I have to uh, yeah to that you should yeah yeah yeah. yeah. So um, I'm gonna try and be as vague as possible, but I have to tell this story. So one of the people in group today was very very sad, and it made me sad because he's actually usually like really um, happy all the time. You know, yeah. and he was just—it was like it was weird. He's usually like a nine on the happy scale. He was like a two and a one today. Like just it was like a different person. And even when he did the check-in, he um, he said he didn't even really do a full check-in. He was just said his name and said he didn't want to talk. Right. Mm-hmm. So the group therapy session is like two hours long. Okay, and it was actually a very whatever we we talked about the movie Final Destination for twenty minutes. You know, like it was just like yeah. a kind of just like not really anyone talking about anything important. And we had to come back and do this this fantastic show. So, um, you know, the clock strikes eight o'clock. Like no, no, it's like it's like seven fifty seven, and somebody in the group tells this guy, "Hey, I just I just want to make sure you're okay." And that's yeah. when the guy decides he's going to tell us his whole life story. Oh, no. And you can't be like, hey, I got to go. Yeah. And the per- and like the therapist, you can tell, is like, uh, I want to go home. You know, like, and so we're there for like an extra 15 minutes. Finally, the therapist goes, okay, we're going to have to call it a day. Right? Yeah. Well, you know, it, it, this is like a clinic, you know, where we go, like an office building. So they had closed the whole building down? Like when they opened the door? The lights were out in the hallway. It was pitch black. What? Yeah. And then, like, the therapist was like, all right, bye, guys. And it's, like, vanished, right? And so mm-hmm. then we're now we're all walking in the dark hallway. And we go downstairs. We're like, oh, okay, whatever. The lights are out. They locked the doors? Like, you locked you in? Yeah. Locked us in. What? Yeah. Usually you could at least get out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... So listen, so then I, I'm i like, what's going on? Like, I'm just like, this is really confusing. And then one of the guys works for my medical insurance company. So next thing you know, like, you just hear, like, like uh, he's just like, you just hear, you see him, like, typing on the phone. He's like, security, can you, security, can you please come to the front desk? Security. And I'm like, what is, what? And then everyone's like, and then everyone's chaotic. Cause it's all people who are in group therapy. So they're anxious and having like a panic attack. Finally, I yeah. go, Oh, wait a minute. I think there's an exit way on the other side of the building, but like you have to go through like winding hallways. And this one guy turns on like the flashlight on his iPhone 
and he leads the way and we go through the hallways and we exit okay but but it was super super crazy it was like it was like i'm like what is going on i just want to go home and do my episode of catching up mike lawson have you here's my question to you have you ever been locked (laughs) in somewhere sure i have i don't know where do you remember when um carly and i used to do like sleepovers kind of at the furniture store no what are you talking about for everyone who mike lawson had a roommate and old high school friend named carly and her parents owned a furniture store yeah her dad owned this furniture store kind of out near your parents in pomona okay yeah. um and we would so it was like i mean it was a decent furniture store but it was nothing like super high-end it was like just regular regular basic furniture and for big holidays, like, I don't know, Labor Day, they would do a Labor Day sale that was very large, and mm-hmm. they would over-order inventory yeah. on purpose mm-hmm. for the sale, mm-hmm. and they would stuff it into the store, but sometimes it, I mean, furniture is large, and, you know, the pieces they had, it was like, some of it was like wood, carved wood and stuff, like really big pieces, you're not like constructing at home because it came in a box it's like Mm -hmm. big shit yeah so we would and the furniture store was in a lot this strip mall little tiny strip mall with a and there's a million of these 7-eleven auto zone furniture store and we would have to put some of the furniture outside Mm -hmm. so the furniture would be on the like sidewalk yeah um overnight oh overnight yeah, so like they would get it, and then overnight, this the we- weekend is when furniture started selling that they would make room and be able to like, hopefully pack it in. Mm-hmm. So he would pay us to just sleep at the store. Mm-hmm. What were you guys supposed yeah. to do? Just stay there, and then if somebody was like drove up, we could like turn the lights on and well, like, call yeah, the yeah. cops. Okay. Like, I wasn't like yeah gonna, doing gonna anything protect really. Protect a dresser. You know, yeah. Don't hey, don't take that armoire and like do karate on the. What would you? What were you supposed to do? Well, I think that the concern wasn't that like I was going to stop one guy from taking one little piece. I think they were concerned like someone would get a pull up in a U-Haul and just take it all. Okay, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like someone is there to kind of just stop shit. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, Mm -hmm. did anything ever close to that ever happen? No, not even once. Not even one time. Isn't kind of insulting towards the furniture? What isn't that kind of insulting towards the furniture? Like, ugh, they don't yeah. even really steal it. I think people don't really drive by and think like, I don't know. Uh, just I, Pomona's a rough area. People, I wouldn't put. But people will steal anything. Yeah, um, it was fun, and it also was like super convenient because there's like a Seven Eleven right there. We had plenty of chairs and beds and mm-hmm. tables to kind of hang out in. It was fun, and this is like pre like laptop wi-fi days so yeah, we like played cards and talked you know well half the things you said were lies yeah is that, <laughs> we, is that weird you don't talk to her anymore we're facebook friends we've connected and like had a few heart to hearts <gasps> she'll oh, occasionally have? nothing about the lying i don't i don't care to confront her on the, all her weird lies but um she'll she like cares about my parents like her I, I knew her growing up. She was like, you know, around the corner. Mm-hmm. She would come over to the house. I would come over to her house. I've eaten. I've had Thanksgiving at her family's house. You know, like we were close enough that mm-hmm. it's. I still care about her. 
what is she doing? Like, what, what, what's, what's going on with her life right now? Well, see, that's the thing. Do you want me to believe what I've read on her Facebook to be true? Okay, please tell me what's on her Facebook. Everyone should she know like, that she she's a big liar. She's a huge liar. She has like multiple children that are like way too old to be the ch- any children that she has birthed since I've seen her. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. What is she doing? She has multiple children that she calls her children. Okay. And these children are some, a couple of them way too old to have been born after yeah, I've yeah, last yeah. seen her. Mm-hmm. Meaning they aren't her children. But I mean, don't you have other friends who have? I mean, I have other friends who have babies, quote unquote, that are like I don't know stepchildren or like my my sisters. It's actually my nephew that I raise because of you know circumstance. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but. Um, are you on text message? No. Oh, oh, because I can be. So the I'm sending you a photo where like one of the guys in the photo that she claims to be her kid is like my age. (laughs) Wait, Mike! Oh my God, Mike Lawson! She says that's her. She's not blonde anymore. No, I don't think she's ever naturally blonde. She said she says that the okay. Everyone should know there's a guy with a mohawk in the picture who is clearly. 30. 30 at least 30 at least 30 so she, I, I don't know the situation i don't know the situation exactly and did, maybe wait, it's did she like, say the one did she say the one in the light blue shirt is her daughter too yeah all of them no no mike lawson these are like she, they look some of them look older than she is and maybe here's the story what if these three people are siblings mm-hmm. so there's three people and then her what if they're siblings and then they have some sort of relationship where they like call her mom and it's like a thing that they do. Have you ever know. seen evidence that they call her mom? Do they comment on her things and stuff? Um makes me smile. No, it looks like it's only other people commenting. Beautiful photo. Great pick. Are they beautiful ta- are family? They ta- are they tagged in the photo? They are. Wait, are they? Like who are these people? Um, this is so two weird. of them are okay. So the one in the L.A. hat is not, but two okay. of them are. Is this interesting to people listening? Should we be doing this at a different yeah, listen, time? Listen, yeah, this is, we'll just, okay, like, everyone. No one knows who Carly is. They don't know what we're talking yeah. about. They can't see it's the picture. Super visual. And we're it's like this visual. one, that yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> everyone should just know this woman is a compulsive liar. Like yeah, would sit there. I would go to the, and Mike would get kind of angry because I would go to the apartment and intentionally try and get her to tell lies to me. Just so Joe would show up, Joey, you would be like, ding dong. And I was like, oh, Joe, come in. And you're like, is Carly here? And I was like, yeah. And then you would just sit and talk to her. <laughs> and she would sit but there and tales. You weren't her like you cared about it. You would be like, oh. Like you, she would just mention oh, some weird yeah, lie. Yeah, like, um, I, my dad rainbow? was uh, a German Nazi. And you're like, what? And she's like, yeah, let me tell you that story. And then Joe's gone. Joe is gone. <laughs> she was really weird. Yeah. Um so anyway, that's that's that. I hope she's healthy. I don't know the situation with these kids. I don't think it's a lie, but I don't know. Why does it why do I care? Let her let her live her life. What is she married and what's her story? I don't really know. I think she lives in like, I don't know, Dallas Fort Worth area. Oh, or she's something. not in California I, anymore. No, she's like really moved on. 
I think her dad was really sick for a while too, but I feel like I just saw a photo of him on Facebook. So I feel like when we talked last, she was telling me that like he might be like dying soon. But how you know that's even true? Yeah, I don't know if any of it's true. I don't know if he's alive. I don't know. It's like a days of our she's a days of our lives character. Yeah. You just never know what you can believe. But um, do you have any other stories you wanted to share? I have no other stories. I pulled this news story. I'm not doing it, but I do want to mention just something. So there was this uh, rideshare app uh, that has recently emerged. It's a new one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of came, it was born out of this like alleged near abduction uh, that happened in Oakland where a Lyft driver kind of like sh- was doing creepy things towards this woman rider. Okay, yeah. And uh, kind of locally people have talk- been talking a lot about like, um, the safety of drivers in these rideshare apps mm-hmm. and some co- sort of like creepy, douchey, aggressive, even like rapey sometimes things that these male drivers have been doing. Yeah. And I pulled this story because I wanted to talk about it, but the story is written in a way that's like, uh, after a long night of drinking in late August, this use, it's like, oh, it's, like it's too narrative. much of a narrative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not a news story, but the gist of the story, don't read it, guys. You don't need to because I'm going to tell you everything you need to know now. I want to hear it. After this alleged near abduction by a Lyft driver in Oakland, there's a new app that's geared specifically toward female riders. Oh, yeah. I heard about Let them feel safe. And the reason I bring it up is you watch BoJack Horseman, right? I watch this BoJack Horseman, yeah. And do you remember in, was it like season Season three? Two or three, yeah. We're Todd. Todd creates a app specifically for women um, to feel safe because they had women drivers. And so I thought that was funny. But then, I don't know. I don't really have anything to talk about with the story. Do you? <laughs> no, I think there should be. I, but I do think that there should be uh, an app for women drivers to pick up women. Yeah. That's a good idea. Because men are creepy and men are gross. I agree with you. I, Yeah. Do you think that it leads out like... I mean, other people, men are creepy and gross to other people, but are we going down the road that they did in BoJack Horseman where they were like, there's an untapped market after they get the women drivers? Yeah. Where then they it, then it, it, expand yeah, go, to men. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Yeah, it was really good. Um, um, well, I have a new cool. story. Well, oh, good. I, I didn't even think about that. What's your news story? Uh, allegations of racism in Orange County High School football game underscore broader tension in the Trump era. Uh, same thing here, where it's more like a, a, a long story, I'll just tell you. But uh-huh. Aliso Viejo High School was playing Santa uh-huh. Ana High School, okay, in a football game, right? Uh-huh. And this story really pissed me off. I put it on my Twitter account, right? Because on the fr- at the fr- the disputed incidents occurred Friday at, at Friday night's contest between Elisa Nagel, sorry, Elisa Nagel and Santa Ana High School, during which Santa Ana principal Jeff Bishop became upset by what he saw as racially tinged intimidation by Elisa Nagel students. So anyway, they were they were hanging signs at the football mm-hmm. game that said, We love white, you know, and build the wall, and we love our president Donald Trump and stuff like that. And so he would, and, and you know, Lisa Nagel's mostly white, like the vast majority is white. Yeah. And, and Santa Ana is mostly, mostly not white. 99% Latino. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so the point is that, and then the, Lisa Nagel, the principal, was like, 
Oh, I don't know. I think it was, I don't know. It, it, the, the argument from the parents, not the principal, the argument from the parents was like, the Lisa Miguel parents like, oh, why are you saying that all white people are racist? We were just celebrating red, white, and blue because of 9-11. Like, you got to get over yourselves. Like, blah, 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 blah. And the principal made it up. But they have a picture of the sign that say, like, I'm looking at it right now. It says, like, U.S. Like, oh, 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 oh. And anytime anything would happen, they would chant USA, USA. And we're like, they're both, the, the school's 20 minutes away from each other. Yeah, that's weird. The yeah. USA thing is weird. Yeah, and, and look the, at the signs. Some of the signs USA. said, like, we're going to trump ya. Yes. Which is just weird, too. Like, it's almost like they're acknowledging the racism in that movement. Exactly. Right? And, like, yeah. It's weird. Yeah, and there, and you know it's just a dog whistle to, um, like, that way they can go, like, what are you talking about? We just said we love red. Because they had, like, we love red, we love white, we love blue. Or something like that. And you're like, oh, okay. no, you didn't. I mean, they had to know what. I could see if that's all it said. But if you're chanting USA, 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 and we love Trump, and we're going to Trump you and stuff like that, like, no, 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 no. So I just think it's fucking bullshit, and I fucking hate. Um, I, and, and the other thing, too, I mentioned this on Twitter. Like, I taught these kids. I know these kids. They're fucking racist-ass yep, kids. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, this is not I- surprising. I feel my high school, um, so I went to high school in, like, North Orange County, so it wasn't the Aliso Niguel crowd. Yeah, more diverse. But it was a pretty white school, mm-hmm. and a lot of the kids in the area were, like, pretty well-to-do, right? Uh-huh. And it was pretty conservative, and I felt, I mean, we would travel a lot to, like, you know, Central Orange County, like, Santa Ana, to anaheim and like that population is totally different and it felt it always felt a little bit weird and like some of it was like i don't know like our football team would walk in with like amazing uniforms and like tons of like just access to everything and then we were playing on like a lot of times like sad pathetic fields and we would be like oh we wish we were home and I don't know. It was really bizarre. And as a kid, I didn't see that as like, I almost, as a kid, I almost was like, well, I don't, this is awful to say, but like Mm -hmm. at the time, what I'm thinking is like, there's something shitty about this place. Mm -hmm. It's not that they don't, they haven't been funded in the same way that my school is funded. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like I I wasn't smart enough to know, to kind of understand that Mm -hmm. yet. Um, And so like, I, all I'm saying is that I understand maybe how, just like some of that shit gets like born. I'm not defending it at all, but I, I get it. And then this story also makes me think like, do you then blame, you blame kids, right? For their act, those actions. But like that shit's bigger than that too. Like, I don't know that like that kid is obviously like under probably thinking this is gonna come off as like a funny thing to do because you know, they're seeing shit like this all over. But here's the deal. Know. is like, is one thing if, like, they're chanting, like, you, uh, how are they allowing the kids to, to hang these signs? Like, what are the principal like, it's, uh, it's just so annoying. Yeah. Like, how is this okay? How is it we okay had a in this America? Controversy, we had a huge controversy in my school about sign hanging that, because uh, they weren't, like, approved by anyone. Mm-hmm. And then people started subtly putting 420 references in them. Okay. And then they started getting more and more overt. And then it ki- finally became where it was like, there would just be like big 420 posters. 
and nobody none of the teachers or principals or anything understood what was happening about it and then finally someone caught on and it became a thing that's all the end um my cousin posted on instagram i would be one of these principals my cousin posted on instagram this week about mac miller dying you know yeah and i called her and i was like oh my god your friend died and she goes no he's a rapper I literally thought it was one. I didn't know who this person was. I thought it was one of her friends. It was awful. It was awful. I was so embarrassed. Anyway, what do you got going on next week, Mike Lawson? Um. Hey, Joe. Hey, I'm going to. Uh, oh, we have on your feet the musical opening next week, so I'm gonna uh, probably. Let me tell you this. Take Be- a look at that. Have you, you seen it? I thought. Well, Phantom of the Opera is only there for like a week. Uh, we have two theaters. Oh, okay. So this is in oh. the other. Um, no, but every single fucking Mexican mom and their and their grandma mm-hmm. went to go see On Your Feet, and my mom was my mom found out too late, and she was trying to like find a ticket. Like it sold out. It was crazy here, and like oh, couldn't get tickets. My mom was desperate to get because it's like Gloria. Everyone knows Gloria. So can you? God, I think I'd rather go to the fucking opera than to see a goddamn <laughs> musical with Gloria Stefan. Um. Uh, can you imagine going to see a music with Gloria Stefan music? Did you know she was like hit by a bus or something? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like a big old barn because she used to do a lot of dancing in her yeah. store in her shows, and um, and she had to stop dancing because she had a big old fucking bar in her back because you know the, the bus got in a car accident or something like that. Oh yeah, I hear that the like bus scene is like super dramatic. And oh, it's- there's a bus scene. Can you imagine this is I mean, a musical with this? It's a plot point, obviously. That's the story of her life. And so the yeah. bus scene is like super dramatic. And I hear that. I don't I don't know if there's even a bus. I think they just use lights and she like slow-mo falls from oh, what I'm, being, what I'm being told. So I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> you know, my cousin Natalie. Oh, God. I can't believe Spotify thinks I listen to this now. Um... <laughs> My cousin Natalie went to it, right? And but she yeah. accidentally Oh well because her our other cousin wife bought the tickets. Are you there? Wait, I hear music, but I don't hear you, okay, Joey. I'll say this a little bit. Oh uh, okay. I'm back. Sorry you guys, there are technical issues. Um, so Natalie, I'm still not going to edit that. Natalie went, uh, accidentally went to like the the opening night and Gloria Stefan and Emilio were there when like all these celebrities like Ross Matthews and shit like that, right? Like on Broadway, not when it was No, 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 here in LA. Oh. They had like a big opening night and all these celebrities went. They were just, they just happened to be there sitting among them, right? And they were like so hot. They were so amused by this. They were sitting next to Tom Arnold. Anyway. My, my Natalie was pointing out that you know, like Emilio um, Estefan is like five foot six, bald and shit yeah. like that. But the guy playing Emilio is like this, like tall, suave, handsome guy. Yeah. What a horrible song this is! You're gonna go see a musical with this shit. Yeah, here's what I'm thinking. Well, look, first of all, I'm not paying for a ticket, right? Okay. So it's not like I'm like deciding should I spend money on this. I'm deciding. Is this night in the theater worth my time? And I think that it's worth my time. You know, I enjoy, I mean, the music, 
there will be, you know, a dad dumb joke or something that I'll laugh at. And isn't that just worth it there? I'll get one laugh out of it. I'll be happy. I get on my feet, all right. Get on my feet and walk out the door of that theater. So that's uh, probably one day this week. I have to just figure that out. And then um, next weekend I have something too, but I don't know. When are we recording again? We need to figure that out once we're off the air. Yeah, yeah. Um, We got to keep doing this every single week like we do. What do you got going on, Joey? Well, I'm going to be in Malibu starting tomorrow. And then um, I'm going to see a movie with John Paul. I'm going to try and get shit going on with it. Because now that I'm getting out of the depression, I want to do more things. I want to get out there, live life, Mike Lawson. I was yeah. you know, locked up in a, like a, basically a, the prison of my own mind for the month of August and part of September. So now I'm, I'm anxious to do things out there socialize. So um, that's fine. what I'm going to do. Oh, you know what me off is I remembered a story that I didn't tell last week. And now I didn't. I can't too late to tell it now. But I can't remember it now. But I'll remember. Write it down if you I'm remember. I'm going to write it down. Yeah, I'll write that. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, let me just get rid of this Gloria Stefan now. And yeah. uh, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say that it's been nice catching up with you, Joey. Go to hell, Mike. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, still go to hell. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast on Twitter at podcast. Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson. And follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail, they never miss a week. Hello, hello. What do you say? It's missing. How weird.